If you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guests and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Hey, everybody. Good day, ladies and gents. Welcome back to part two of We're Talking Shift. This is part two of last week's show. We talked about minding your mind and developing mental strength and stability. So make sure if you didn't listen to last week, Stop right now, go back, listen to part one, and then come back on over and listen to part two that we are going to dive into right now. Another tip for mental strength is to um, cultivate the discipline to pause and think before you act. (sighs) And that sometimes takes a lot of discipline. (laughs) You you make everything sound so easy, Lori. Um, And really it is the way that you're giving us all these tools and techniques. I'm glad to hear you acknowledge that maybe this step isn't, isn't the most easy. No. So, I mean, it's not, especially if it's been your habitual way of being for a long time. It's hard. Those are habits are not always easy to change. You can change them if you want to badly enough, but it's not like you just snap your fingers and and go, I'm not going to do that anymore. It usually takes some work, right? But I think that, um, Again, uh, the inability to to manage things like anger and frustration and those kinds of negative emotions, um, it's it's a sign that we have a little bit of emotional immaturity maybe going on, and we got to check that and figure out, you know, hmm, uh, how am I not maybe adulting, uh, and how could I how could I uh, up level that aspect of myself a little bit? Um, you know, mentally strong people do not fly off the handle about anything that irritates them, um, even if it's justified. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes being really upset or or pissed at somebody is justified, but that doesn't mean that it gives you license to, you know, be out of control. Right. Even if we really, really think they deserve it, or we we really, really think we have a reason to. Right. Yeah. And that's easy to convince yourself of that, right? Yeah. I mean, we could easily talk ourselves into, um, I mean, (laughs) if you think that you have to be, you know, like the police of the world and being, you know, make sure somebody knows that they've screwed up and put them in their place or teach them a lesson. Um, That's no, no. And it's unless they've hired you to do that, it's not your job. (laughs) Or unless they're your kids, in which case it is your job. Other than that, it's not your job. Your job is to manage yourself. Um, That's a a good reminder. We there, most of us believe there's someone whose job it is to do that. um, And it certainly isn't us. So yeah, good reminder, Lori. Well, it is. I mean, you know, when you've got the, the strong mental habit of self-awareness, 
you are able to manage yourself in a way that is 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 classy, even the even if it's a situation where you know maybe it's uh, maybe it's an employee and that employee is royally messed up and they do need to be um, reprimanded in some way, but you don't fly off the handle and berate them in front of everyone else and, you know, really put them down, you handle it in a mature and classy manner and you take them aside and in private, you let them know, you know, what needs to change. It doesn't mean that you let people get away with stuff that they shouldn't be getting away with. It means there's a way to handle it in a mature and, um, and, you know, classy fashion. Right. And in that scenario, aren't you even giving that person more opportunity to grow um, and ensure that it doesn't happen again instead of just because they don't want to get in trouble? Right. Yeah. Because because if you go the other way, which is, you know, I'm going to rip them a new one in front of everybody, the likelihood that that person is going to want to change or grow or do better in that scenario is pretty slim. It, what's more likely is that they're going to want to quit, leave and slash your tires and key your car on the way out. <laughs> so nothing good comes of that, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. So here's the thing, you know, w- without, without self-awareness, and this applies to that person too, that, you know, just got berated, maybe wrongly um, in front of everyone and is now ready to, um, you know, slash tires and key cars on their way out the door. without that self-awareness, you can't realize the mistakes that you make because we do all make mistakes. All the time we make mistakes. And if you don't have the self-awareness to to know that you're making a mistake or maybe you could have handled yourself better in a certain situation, um, if if you can't see that or allow that that's possible in yourself, then you can't adjust. You can't correct course, right? You, you can't learn and become more emotionally mature and responsible. So, you know, and I, it, yeah. And I always hate to add to a bad situation, the feeling that, um, oh, someone did something wrong and now I have to be, I'm the one who has to be sorry because of the way I handled it or because of the way, the way that I reacted to them, you know, or I made what was a minutely bad situation really, really terrible um, because I blew it up. And then you're just adding so many, so much more time to mm-hmm. it to get over and putting so much more energy into it. And I can just think of several, several occasions where I thought, wow, if you would have just handled that a little differently, it would have been a lot easier for you, would have made zero difference to, you know, the person who wronged you. Yes, I agree. And it, it's, it can be really a big thing or it can be little things. I'll give you an example and I'll tell you why this just, this is a constant to me anyway, self-awareness is just a continual practice, hopefully until the day you die, because that self-awareness, you know, is, um, is something that if you start to lose sight of it or lose touch with that, then you can get real comfortable in the person that you are. And you may have become a pretty awesome person, but there's always room to grow. And if you get super comfortable and stop kind of looking at yourself and the way you are moving through the world, it's easy to get a little sloppy. And I'll tell you, I'm guilty of that myself. And I'll give you a a brief scenario, literally just... um, two days ago. Uh, so Eric and I are out 
picking up some, we're in a sporting goods store and we're picking up, um, we're looking for a Frisbee for the dog, for Nikki <laughs> and uh, a particular type. And uh, it's, it's like one of those big, like sports authority type of stores. So it's like everything in their clothes and all that. And we're, we're coming through the men's section on the way out. And, um, and Eric's like, Oh, I kind of like this shirt. And he picks up a shirt and I, I swear it's like identical to like 12 other shirts he has. <laughs> and he, I go, and I said, I should have, I should have not, I I'll admit it. And I was like, well, the, look at, don't look at that one. You already have so many shirts like that. <laughs> and it just struck him the wrong way. Uh-oh. And, you know, and he just like, he, he was irritated. And I was like, what, why, why would you want to buy another shirt that you have like already? It doesn't shirts that look just like that. That was my train of thought. So, so he's like, forget it, forget it. Yeah. You know? And so we leave and, you know, and then we were, we were, he was kind of upset. And I was like, you know, I thought about it and I was like, that was really rude of me. I just, I should not have said that in that way. And if he, you know, if he wants to have another shirt like that, then whatever, you know, the, and the point is he never, he never says anything like that to me, but if I could, you know, if I go out and I buy a piece of clothing, there's never any question about it. So I was like, I felt really bad because I thought, okay, that was just, I didn't, I didn't pause. I didn't think about it. I didn't consider where he was coming from at all. And this is just a little thing, you know, but but little things become big things when, it, and, and especially if they pile up and you don't address them. So, so we talked about it later on and I, and I went up to him after I thought about it um, later when we got back and I was like, you know what? I was so wrong. I'm so sorry. And I apologized. Mm-hmm. And I said, that was just wrong of me. I, sh- I should never said that. And I shouldn't have thought that. And you never do that to me. So I gave him a full out apology and he felt better. And then we went back to the store the next day and he found a different shirt. <laughs> it all turn how, how different, Lori? Not much, actually, not much. <laughs> but the point is, he was happy with it. And, you know, and it just, it was a situation though, a little tiny situation though, that, that caused me to go, I have to check myself because it's really easy, especially around the people that you're most comfortable with to just whatever, say whatever. And no matter how practiced you are at minding your mind mm-hmm. every now and then we need to check ourselves. Cause it's pretty easy to get sloppy and you don't realize it unless somebody tells you and you know, and I got told, <laughs> I was like, that was wrong of me. I need to apologize. So anyway, well, that's one of the many reasons that uh, everyone loves you, Lori, is you're not just spewing this out to all of us, you know, uh, for your own good. You are really practicing what you preach and taking your own advice. And I have a lot of respect for that. Uh, well, thank you. Um, yeah. Even when it stings, a little, I'm like, damn, I've got, I've still got so much freaking work to do. <laughs> That's okay. You know, we got to do something while we're here. We might as well work on ourselves, right? Yes. <laughs> so, all right. The other thing that you can do on the topic of, um, of this and, um, and taking responsibility for yourself and the things you say and your actions is if you really, really want to become more self-aware, 
and and you're kind of scratching your head because you think you've really got it all together. Another thing, if you're brave enough, you can do is you can ask some of your besties or some family members, people that know you well, you can say, um, hey, is there anything about my personality to, uh, you know, that you think is uh, like a, a negative characteristic or something that I do a lot that you find in some way, you know, difficult to deal with or be around or whatever. The point is, if you have the balls, you can ask the people around you, but you're going to have to give them permission to be honest without any, you know, backlash. I mean, if somebody you think thinks you're, if you think that they think you are just all that, and then you get, um, you know, four people out of your circle of maybe 10 that you asked a question and you get five saying, well, you kind of have this one habit of fill in the blank. And you're like, oh, Mm, that's something that you need to think about, perhaps work on yourself, but you have to not make them feel guilty for being honest. If you're going to ask the question, then don't get mad when you get an honest response. Yeah. And I think when you're choosing that person, right, thinking about who really has your best interest at heart, who wants to help you grow versus who's going to take the opportunity to be like, oh, I feel crappy about myself today. And Lori just asked me what I don't like about her. So deflection (laughs) time, you know. (laughs) <laughs> right. Right. So yes, um, be judicious with the people that you choose <laughs> to ask that question, should you decide to. But it's a very interesting guy. There was a book that we had. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. I'll have to look for it years ago. But there was a there's a um, a section in there with a whole bunch of, oh, it was like finding your color or something like that. Um, and it assigns um, colors for your personality based on your answers to, you know, certain um, characteristics that you check about yourself. And so you do this, this quiz, and then it says, oh, based on your answers, you know, you're a yellow person and the yellow personality or character is blah, 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 or you're a blue or you're a red or whatever. So it kind of gives you, it's like a personality test, um, I guess. And then the personalities have, are, are like color coded. So that's one that you can do on yourself, which is very interesting. And then the other thing you can do is you can give that same quiz to those people that you trust and say, I'm working on myself. And my self-awareness and I want to grow. And um, would you be willing to fill this out according to what you think I am? And then they check the things. And it's very interesting to see what other people see as characteristics in you. Like you'll see some people don't see what you consider as a strength and it's not checked at all on there. Or some people will check things that you're like, I never looked at myself like that. So it's really revealing. Well, yeah, that seems like a really productive way to do it, right? Like, like kind yeah. of in, in more inspiring and, and focusing on your, your strengths. Um, yeah. And just kind of that fun aspect of like, do people see you the same way as you see yourself? As scary as that is, who's not mm-hmm. curious to get those answers? Right, exactly. So I'll have to find that. I'll see if I can find out what book that is. And we'll try to put it in the show notes if I can dig it up um, for people that are interested. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, Okay, so pausing and thinking before you act, um, I think we've covered that. The last tip then, basically, it's kind of the opposite of that. Mentally strong people 
are also, in addition to being able to pause and, and have measured responses, but they are also able to assess the, the reality of a situation on the spot. And if there is you know, danger or it's something urgent or safety is threatened, they are able to take action very quickly. Sometimes, depending on the scenario, you know, your, your life might depend on being able to see things for exactly as they are in the moment and then act very quickly. So that brings us kind of back around to the first one, which is embracing change, being flexible and adaptable. So you also have to have the mental strength and fortitude, um, the ability to do some fast critical thinking and determine if this is something that I need to pause and think through or no, this needs, this needs a response immediately. And so being flexible and adaptable again and having that mental strength being able to mind your mind is going to enable you to make a very quick move if needed to switch gears quickly. Yeah. What a, what a breakthrough I think that could be for someone who doesn't consider themselves to be very decisive. Um, but when I think about like, oh yeah, it takes me a long time to, to make a decision. I don't think of that as being something that um, could hinder me in a, in a life situation. You know, I, I didn't equate that with being able to adapt quickly, um, right. but you're right. It's all kind of on the same wavelength. It is. I mean, you could be like, let's take an extreme. If you're like a, uh, like a doomsday prepper, <laughs> you know, you might, you might have like, you know, your backpacks and all this stuff, like ready to go in a worst, worst case scenario. And so you've, you've prepped, but if you don't have the, the mental strength and stamina to know when is it actually time to pull that trigger, and, and you and you pause too long because you're unable to make a decision and you're questioning and you're not sure, then it kind of defeats the purpose of being ready to go at a moment's notice if you can't be flexible enough and adaptable enough to be ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah, yeah, wow, that's a great example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you it's, it's nice when everything is cool and calm and comfy and you have all kinds of time to shop and find the cutest backpack and get all your stuff together that you think you're gonna need to survive, you know, when the- when Man, the it's gonna be cool to be the last human left on earth. What am I gonna right. do with myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, the day of the walking dead is upon us and you've got all your stuff, but now you, uh, you are too, um, you know, you, you're not, strong enough mentally to actually do what you need to do. You know, if you're going to hide in a closet, the zombies uh, are going to get you. Right. Exactly. So there's that. <laughs> so yeah, it's really good to be able to, to cultivate some mental strength, to learn how to mind your mind. So when you hear me saying mind your mind, that's what I'm, I'm talking about is manage your thoughts, manage how you feel and what you're thinking, manage that. Don't let it run away with, with all kinds of, you know, indecision or um, anxiety or scenarios that haven't even happened yet. Um, it takes away your power. And, you know, there are a lot of other um, mentally strengthening habits that, um, you know, you can develop to help increase your mental fitness. Those are just a few to help get people started. Those are a few that, um, you know, I've experienced myself that I've um, talked with clients about. Those are all of those you'll find most um, psychologists and therapists, uh, you know, will will talk about these same points and others. So there's a lot of validity to these to these things that we're talking about. 
So life, life experience approved. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, all right. Now, creating all of these mentally strengthening habits means that you're going to also have to give up any detrimental habits that you may have. So again, we're back to resisting change. I mean, when the world around you is changing and you refuse, um, if you're the one then that is by refusing, you're the one that is going to keep yourself stuck. Um, you're the one that's going to suffer. You're the one that's going to get left behind. And so in order to get unstuck, as we say in We're Talking Shift, you have to begin by shifting your thinking. And that's what all of this is all about. Um, so self-awareness, controlling emotions, um, focusing on the things that you can change. So you have to be willing to get rid of a habit that a lot of us have of resisting change. Change is scary for people because it represents the unknown, the uncertainty. And so again, if you're gonna keep resisting that, you're going to stay stuck. So that is one habit that you're gonna to have to try to get comfortable letting go of, you know, loosening your grip on that. Um, victimhood and dwelling on negative stuff from the past. That is another detrimental habit. Mentally strong people um, do, not, do not dwell on negative stuff from the past and they are not of a victim mindset at all. It is a colossal waste of time. So as I say, you look back to learn, you consider the facts rather than the emotions, and then you Focus on what you can do now. You look back, you learn, and then you leave it behind you. Yeah. And I love how all of this works together. You know, if you're doing all those 10 things that you should be doing, you don't have to worry about, you know, slipping into a victim mindset. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not possible if you're doing all the other proactive things to mind your mind. Exactly. Exactly. When, when we are feeling sorry for ourselves, and we, you know, I mean, it's one thing when something happens and maybe you have, you know, a short, brief pity party and event sesh with your best friend and then you're over it, you know, in an hour or two. I mean, you know, it happens. Sometimes you got to process stuff and that's how it happens. Yeah. But that's a little different than victimhood, than wearing the label of I'm a victim. So, you know, that kind of wallowing and that kind of victim mindset um, lands us literally in emotional quicksand. It's just, you can't get out of it then. You can't, you can't move forward when you're in quicksand, you're stuck. And so, you know, in order to build your mental strength and stamina to become more mentally fit, to be able to mind your mind, you have to let go of that label of being a victim. That's the only way you're going to get unstuck. That's a great visual, the emotional quicksand. Um, I mm -hmm. think it's just something that's easy to remember that I can kind of think in my head like, oh, don't step into that emotional quicksand, you know, mm -hmm. grab onto the nearest vine, <laughs> whatever you right. have to do. Right. Ask somebody to throw you a rope. Usually somebody will. Yes. They'll help you, but you gotta, you gotta want to get out of it. Right, right. And if we're taking control of our perspective and, um, you know, embracing that things are happening for us, not to us, um, you know, mm -hmm. again, we're just so much more empowered than, than yeah. feeling like the victim. Right. If you really believe that things are happening for you and not to you, then the, the victim mindset isn't anything that would even dawn upon you. It's not even in your universe. 
Right, right. Because you just you're not not going to get anywhere with that. Right. Okay. The other detrimental uh, habit that we will have to get rid of is self-destructive behavior or unproductive behavior. So um, a lot of unproductive time is spent doing a lot of things like, um, you know, if you're in the habit of watching TV 12 hours a day. Oh, I was just going to say, you're not coming for my shows, are you, Lori? Oh, (laughs) not 12 hours a day of them. I'm all about, I love my shows. We have our shows at, you know, at certain time of night when we're ready to shut down, we have our favorite shows and we do watch a couple of hours of TV at night. But... 12 hours a day? No, that is a lot of wasted lifetime staring at a tube. Oh, let me, let me tell you about the career quicksand. It's very easy for me to convince myself because I cover a lot of entertainment news, pro wrestling, that kind of a thing, that it is part of my job to watch a lot of TV. Uh, so this, you're really speaking to me here, Lori. I'm, I promise I'm listening. <laughs> I'm not resisting change. I know, I know. And then, and with the, I mean, there are some things like that, like what you said, where you are justified in keeping your finger on the pulse of things because it is your work. And the same goes with social media. If that's, yes. you know, if that is tied into your work and the way that you, your profession or the way you make a living, I get it. You have to have your finger on the pulse of that too. You've got to spend some time on there. But you, we all know how easy it is to realize that we've just spent a lot of time on there that had nothing to do with, you know, with, with advancing our, our work or promoting our work. Um, we've just gone lost in social media, you know, down the, in the tunnel. And that, that's such a great example and probably a lot more relatable for a, a lot of people. That is a big aspect um, of, yeah. of what they have to do. And man, can that be a, a dangerous place for your mind, right? Well, yeah, because, um, you know, if you are trying to have mind your mind and build mental strength and stamina, and you are trying to, you know, move forward in your life, spending, getting lost in those places is just, well, it's just, it's wasted time. It's wasted time. At the end of the day, I know I've said this before, um, but I'll say it again. At the end of the day, nobody on their deathbed, I guarantee, will ever say, I wish I would have spent more time on social media. I guarantee it. I, I promise those words are never going to leave anybody's lips. <laughs> so that's, that's a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. So you really have to manage, you have to manage it well. Um, you know, I think there's an app. I've been meaning to look for this. I know there is. I don't know what it's called, but I think there's an app, right, that you can get on your phone that shows you how much time you spend on social media. It keeps track of it. If you have an iPhone, um, it actually is built right into the iPhone. Uh, it's called a screen time and it can tell you a whole lot of things. Um, it's something that you turn on. It may already even be on. You might not know it. Uh, thank uh-huh. you, iPhones. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and there's a lot of um, very revealing metrics in there. I suggest people take a look at that if they're, if they're wondering how they really spend their time. Yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't even know that. I have an iPhone and, you know, if I can text and get emails and do a couple of things, all of the other 5,000 things it can do, I'm completely unaware of. So I'll do <laughs> that. But, but yeah, and if you don't have an iPhone, I know there are apps that you can get that, that will do that. So I think it'd be an interesting experience if, you know, if you're somebody that's like, hmm, well, I do spend a lot of time because usually what you think you're doing and what you're actually doing, I usually don't line up. So uh, it might be a fun experiment for somebody to do that, you know, and check out 
the end of the day or at the end of a week and see just how many hours you did devote to hanging out on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever you like to hang out, right? Yeah. (laughs) So the other um, detrimental habit that has to go if you're going to make your mental mentality more fit, I guess would be a good way to say it, is letting go of self-destructive emotions like negative self-talk and beliefs about yourself. Well, the negative self-talk and the negative beliefs generate the destructive emotions. So if you are somebody that is thinking things like, you know, I'm not smart enough, uh, I'm not skilled enough, I'm not worthy, those are very common. The I'm not worthy is a really, really common belief that a lot of people have, which is sad because everyone has the same worth. So, um, you know, it it depends on your mindset, depends on what you've been, you know, taught to believe growing up. There's a lot that goes into that. But the point is, if you have those kinds of thoughts and beliefs, then those thoughts and beliefs are going to generate negative emotions because obviously they're, they're negative. Um, they're self-destructive. So those kinds of habits that, that habitual way of thinking, you're going to need to replace that with self-empowering positive beliefs in order to, you know, give you, give yourself the fuel you need to want to learn how to become mentally stronger. Yeah. I know imposter syndrome is something Mm -hmm. that I feel like we're starting to hear a lot more about in the last couple of years, something that people are acknowledging. Um, and I guess it is as simple as you're considering your worthiness, right? You think, oh, I'm not, I'm not worthy for this job or, you know, to be amongst these people or to be considered someone who would be paid Mm -hmm. for a speaking gig or, or, you know, I mean, I think that goes, they, they go hand in hand. Absolutely. That's a big one. I remember when I first um, was hearing about that a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I get that. I totally get that. And then, you know, I've talked to some other people that I thought are like, you know, at the top of their game and they're like, oh yeah, I have that. I, I mean, so it's not uncommon even for people that we think, you know, have the world by the tail and have, have their, their shit together and are doing it well. They still have have that too. So that's, that's a tricky one. And a lot of us, uh, I've had that certainly all the time. Oh, I really oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm be. sure Gary V has moments where he goes, Oh, but I'm, I mean, I'm not Oprah, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I hope he does because you know, when you listen to him, it's like, now nah, he never has that thought. <laughs> right. Never. Like he's so confident. Yeah. He's so right. <laughs> I know, but it would be, it'd be nice to be a, a fly on the, on the wall of his brain uh, for a few minutes sometime just to, just to see if he, if he does ever have that somehow, I think he's immune. I don't know. <laughs> At least well, he's got all believing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's a, that's part of it too. At least fake it until you can be confident. Well, you know, and I guess the other part of that, yes, is to feel like, well, if, if what you're putting out into the world, if you are getting feedback that even if you feel like imposter syndrome, but if you're getting feedback from people that are saying that really helped me, or thank you so much for doing that. I really, that resonated with me. Then, you know, even if you're feeling that you're, you're doing something right. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think with a, a job like what you have being a holistic health practitioner and a life coach for people, did you ever, when you were starting, did you think, who am I to tell people how to live their lives or mm-hmm. did, did you yeah. have to deal with that at all? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, well, because I was self-aware enough to know, <laughs> I didn't know everything. We don't, you know, none of us knows everything. Um, so I don't care if you are, you know, the most brilliant psychologist on the planet or, you know, therapist or whoever, um, none of us knows everything and none of us can be prepared for every personality and situation that may come upon us and be, you know, and know what the right thing to do is or what the right advice is or what the right guidance is. So, um, if you kind of keep that in mind and you feel like as long as my goal is to be helpful and to do no harm and to just, mm-hmm. you know, be, be a co-pilot in, in someone else's journey um, and help them find the things that are, feel right to them, you know, and navigating it that way, it, then you can feel like, all right, even though I don't know everything, um, I can still be of help to someone else. And, you know, the fact that the fact that we all still have our own learning curves to go through as like, you know, the story I just gave you a little bit ago with Eric, um, it makes us, because we don't know things, as long as we are learning from our own processes and our own situations, our own mistakes, now we're even more equipped to help someone else. We can be more compassionate. We can be more empathetic because we've been there and done that too. Well, yeah. And to to hear that you dealt with it by taking the focus off of yourself and onto others and what you were doing to help them. um, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Imposter syndrome is out there and many of us, myself included, have experienced it, not all the time, but there are occasions, Um, but it doesn't mean that um, we still can't be giving, you know, being of service to people. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let it hold you back from being of service. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, and that, that's kind of like to wrap it up. I mean, that the mental strength that comes from learning how to mind your mind, um, it, it does give us the ability to more effectively help and guide other people, I think. So, um, you know, as we said earlier, being able to help others is a very fulfilling thing. And so the, the, the more mental stability we have, the stronger we are, the more we can mind our minds, the, the more effectively we can be of service to others. So to wrap it up, um, I think that if we look at it like in the, in the body, in our physical human bodies, um, strength and stability are, well, it's built through resistance. So like, you know, if you are in the gym and you're lifting weights, the way that you get stronger and more stable is by, you know, lifting weights or hold, you know, doing isometrics or, you know, doing, doing something that is resistance-based um, and meeting that resistance and, and taking it on is what causes the body to become more physically fit. And that same concept can be applied to our, um, our, our mental fitness too. So when we come up against challenges and things that we don't like, our first reaction is to resist. And, and so, you know, 
what we decide though, if you just take that pause and remember what we decide to think about that thing that we're resistance and what we decide the meaning is, what we decide to do about it is key. If we, if we shrink away, um, we don't become mentally stronger. We become less and then we suffer more. And um, if we, though on the flip side, if we rise to the challenge um, and we adapt or overcome, you know, depending on what's required, then we survive, which is a good thing. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the idea. We want to survive, right? And then the bonus is as we become more mentally fit, um, we also become more emotionally stable. And this mental strength and emotional stability um, enables us to manage ourselves well in any situation. So minding your mind, everyone, takes a lot of practice. It's literally like a lifetime of practice. And, and maybe we should acknowledge our progress in the same way that we would if we were getting, you know, mentally stronger or if we were focused on losing weight. You know, if you go down a size, you want to show off those new genes, right? Um, I suppose there's an aspect too of thinking like, hey, I've come a long way. That situation that just went down, I handled that really well because of the work that I've put in minding my mind. Yes. Acknowledge, acknowledge it, acknowledge what you've learned and how you've grown and how you're managing yourself. Well, that's, that's really important too, is to acknowledge your growth and your progress. It's uh, and then it's something that too, if you um, you're able to acknowledge that in other people as well, the more you see it in yourself and the more you acknowledge it in yourself, the easier it is for you to recognize it in other people and support them and acknowledge their progress too. And that gives them momentum and inspires them. So it's really um, contagious, I guess you could say. It's a, good, it's a good contagion too. So we need a lot more of that right now. <laughs> That's right. This isn't a shift just for us, but for everybody around us. Exactly. Exactly. So Anyway, I think that brings us to a close. I think that uh, if everyone gives this stuff some, some good thought, um, hopefully it will help you learn how to build your mental strength and stamina and mind your mind. Um, if you uh, would like some help, you know that you can always head on over to lauribischoff.com and you can find out what private coaching with me is all about. Also, if there is a question that you have or a topic that you would like us to explore, um, go ahead and just, you know, send it through the contact on the website and Christy and I'll find it and um, we'll try to bring it up on a future episode and we'll talk through it because chances are if there's something, something that you are maybe struggling with, then chances are other people are wrestling with the same thing. It usually works out that way. So don't be shy about that. Right, Christy? Yes, yeah, so we'd love to help create the good shift around here. So that's a great idea. You guys can hit me up anytime at Christy Reports too on social media. Uh, let us know. I, I love to know what the takeaways are, um, what you guys are really getting out of this that's helpful for you. And, um, you know, tag us. We love to hear that too. So let us know yeah. what you're going through. Let Lori help. Perfect. Perfect. We would love to help and talk about what is up for you. So make sure to subscribe to We're Talking Shift if you haven't already done so, so you don't miss any future episodes. And uh, we would love it if you would give us a five-star rating and a review. Tell us what you think. And those reviews really help inspire other people to listen to all the good shift being shared here. All right. Until next week, stay feisty, my friends. 
mind your minds and go make some epic shift happen in your lives. Yes, that goes for you too, Gary Vee.